Welcome to a new episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. And this week's episode is Depression Aftermath. So you may ask yourself, what the heck is that, right? So to be quite honest, up until recently, I had no idea what this is. So don't feel so in the dark. So I was actually recently finding this out, to be quite honest, on social media. I started hearing some people uh, actually talk about this, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I go through every time after I go through a depressive episode. So I, so stop with the suspense and just tell us what it is. <laughs> I was about to, if you'd let me get to it, Eric. So the best way for me to describe it is like when you're hiding downstairs when a storm is coming through, right? And all the time that that storm is coming through, all this stuff is happening, right? And you're not taking care of any of it. And suddenly the storm is done. And all of a sudden you have to take care of all this. Everything that happened during the storm, everything that was left undone during the storm. And you have to do all of this cleanup. But you don't want to do any of this, but you have to. So there's all this new stuff that you knew you had to do. And all the stuff that was left undone during the storm. Does any of this make sense to you? So so it's basically like if you were to go on a two-week vacation, but the vacation isn't fun, and then you get home from that vacation, and there's a whole bunch of a whole pile of work that has been stacked up for you to take care of. That's exactly when you get back. Yep. Yeah, my dad would talk about all this stuff, like when he would go on vacation, he's like, "Yep," and all this stuff's piling up when I come home from work, and I'm like. And that's why you be a cashier, Dad, because none of it's piling up when you come back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And, I mean, there's times that sometimes I look forward to a manic episode because then I can actually get stuff done. I'm like, oh, my gosh, today I'm cleaning. Today I'm doing this. Today I'm doing this. The only problem is, is that when I'm manic, half the time I want to do other stuff because I'm inspired to do really awesome stuff like I want to paint today this day I want to do this so I'm not doing half the stuff that was being left undone when I was depressed and then the other side of the coin too is that a lot of the people who get depressed too are not bipolar people so they don't get the awesomeness I guess you could say of the manic side and don't get me wrong listeners manic is not awesome all the time. That's only one perk of, you know, the manic. So we'll get into it, but like, you know, that's just a cool bit of manic. So, you know, so the the whole side of like, you know, I put stuff off when I'm depressed and then, you know, I might do a little bit of it after, but I mean, I am just so exhausted from being depressed. And I look like I'm being lazy and everything, but in all reality, like being depressed sincerely is exhausting. Like it actually takes a whole lot of energy just to get through the day. And for the longest time, I didn't realize that it actually like zapped the energy out of me. And I like slowly through the the time of having this, I started to realize it. And even, even more recently, I started to realize like, oh, this isn't just me and it's not just my medication even. It's actually normal to be exhausted from just going to the store and just trying to keep it together every single day. So like 
I don't necessarily have to be guilty about, uh, I guess I don't even want to say being lazy about just not getting daily things done. So, so yeah, I mean, really after being depressed for a few days or some people a few weeks, I mean, you just have these daily tasks that all of a sudden are just building up. And I think the normal person just can't fully comprehend that, oh my gosh, why didn't this person get back to me? Or why couldn't this person complete this simple task? So I don't know. I like, do you have any questions up until this point or should I? I I guess the biggest question is, is what's the solution to that? Because I don't know what the solution well, to that is. And so I guess I, I was going to get into this a little bit later, but I can actually hop into this right now. The solution that I'm finally coming to, and this one was a tremendously hard one for me to come to, and you'll understand why this is hard for me to come to, and I think it's going to be hard for a lot of people to come to, because a lot of people in this situation have grown to be... Uh, really strong on their own because you can't talk to a lot of people. But the solution that I've come to is ask for help, man. So you have recently started helping me. So I've really figured out that, okay, I am leaving too much undone. And I have, I, I've sort of had these spaces that I have left cluttered for slightly too long. And I keep saying I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it. And then now recently, I know you have said, Tracy, please let me help. And that has been a really hard, uh, hard thing for me to accept. So for me, letting you help me, that has been the hardest thing, but the best thing that I have ever done. And I think that anybody who can get somebody to help them it's probably going to be hard because I know many people in my situation do things on their own simply because a lot of us have not really been able to have people help us because we we don't we don't tell people right you know hmm. that's why we're making this right because because we don't feel like people can understand us right you, you know we don't we don't we don't feel like we can even tell people so uh and and having you help me first of all I I need I need to say thank you Eric <laughs> but I also it's it's taken a load off of me so on my good days I can I can at least do better things or more important things and then also I I can I can kind of plan towards other things so so that's a, a solution well now <laughs> since you brought it up uh oh no <laughs> I would like you to talk about, so, well, first of all, answer this question. Okay. Was this the first time I had ever offered to help you? Oh my God, no. Okay. No, but you know I'm a very stubborn person. So, okay, so let's just say you're a stubborn person, so would you agree that in the previous times I have offered my services, you've said no? Yes. Yeah, because I, I had a certain thing in my brain that I... Uh, that I wanted to do with those spaces and I also figured that I could do it on my own I'm a very stubborn very um, I don't like help so for for anybody that's listening that has a similar situation and they're 
struggling because it wasn't as much. I mean, the previous times I've asked you, you have been, and even this time when I asked you, oh, I don't you were know. a hardcore no on the answer. So what yeah. did it take to get yourself over that point where you said, hey, maybe taking help on this wouldn't be the worst thing in the world? I, and how how can another person get to that point if they're struggling with this same challenge? Well, a big thing was I knew that it had been honestly years that I had been trying to do this. And in the end, if I couldn't do it in that long, that I was, it was going to take me still years. And in the end, that for the most part, anything in those spaces that I was going to clean, I was going to throw out anyway, or you were going to know that, okay, this is going to be valuable, etc. And really in the other sense, I just knew that it was just going to be such a pain to do it. And I, I just, I knew I needed the help. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in the end, this year had been such a struggle for me. And I, I just was so exhausted. I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore, to be quite honest. And I think that's just sort of what it boiled down to. I'm just so tired. <laughs> so, but those realities have been there, been there for a long time so how did you get yourself to the point that you could accept that reality i guess is what i'm saying right something in your frame of mind had to have changed i think the the only thing the, the possibility is i think it might just be that i think i might have finally realized that i'm not just a slob by nature i think it might just be the fact that i realized that okay this whole depressed aftermath type thing whether it is something that you believe in whether it's not it might actually be a thing it might actually be a thing that okay I go through this exhausting thing when I'm depressed and then I have to go through this thing of oh my gosh I have to clean up from this time of I was exhaust and I couldn't do anything I'm not just a lazy person and but then do I have the energy after I'm depressed or do I just want to enjoy my life well maybe I want to enjoy when I'm happy instead of picking up from when I was not happy should I have to always be cleaning up a mess or or being depressed no I should actually be able to enjoy when I'm happy Hmm. so maybe I should actually try to get over myself and accept some help here and there even though it was really hard for me because the whole time that you were cleaning up some of my mess I kept saying this isn't yours to clean up. And that was really hard for me. But in the same way, you were saying, but I want to do this for you. And I think that's an important thing for anybody listening to realize is that, um, so I can tell you from my perspective, the way I saw it, and it was, it was a big stubborn thing. And it was, you believed that, that cleaning, this wasn't mine to do, this was yours to do. And... But what I, and I, th- I don't know if you grasp this when we talked about it, but I was trying to show you that, you know, this is a huge project. And first of all, I know for a fact, the way I am and the way you are, this project is 80 times bigger to you yeah. than it is to me. And what I was trying to convey to you, and I, 
I th- think other people should realize this is that that just because somebody comes to you and says we need to do this and I want to help you do this, it's not an attack against you. It's it's a person recognizing a problem and seeing that they can help you with it. And I think by default humans look at that and especially especially if a human is in a depressed state or something like that, they're going to look at that and they're going to feel attacked by it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that anybody out there that might be experiencing something like this, whether it be from a friend or a spouse where they're trying to help you or maybe you're trying to help somebody that, you know, you have to reflect on the fact that that um, it, it it's not an attack. Right. It's, it's a person trying to help you and it's okay to accept help. And yeah, maybe it is your project to do, but... At the same time, there's a lot of things that I need to do that you help me with. Right. And there's a in and, and it's a it's a take and give. And you know, in a way, this is my house too, so it is a project for me as well. Right. So and I just want to reiterate that to anybody out there because if you are experiencing this, I think you need to really instead of just your gut instinct is gonna be to be defensive. Yeah. And and I think you would agree with me that that has always been your gut instinct. Yeah. And um and the problem before was was I never pushed. Right. I got this kickback and I said fine whatever. And it wasn't until I pushed that you finally faced it and said, "Well, yeah, this should be the way we should do it." Mm-hmm. You know. So it's it's just food for thought for anybody out there that might be experiencing something similar to this. Could be a completely different scenario. It could not be about a space in your room needing to be cleaned up or whatever, but it, it could be a hundred million things. But if there is somebody there pushing you to do something and is willing to help you do it, and if you've gone an extended period of time without doing it, just take the help. I mean, yeah. because they're not going to keep asking you to help you right. because they're attacking. They're People don't attack other people nonstop unless they're on right. the internet. Oh, and chances so, are you're going to feel so much better when it's cleaned up, too. Oh, my gosh. My house feels so great. <laughs> it does. I mean, because and, – and I've been wanting to clean up certain areas. It's just I get so exhausted. And it, to people who aren't in my shoes, you're probably thinking, but you don't do things a lot. But it's tiring being – depressed too and it it's so hard to explain until you're there it really is it just it's draining sometimes to just keep going when you're sad it really is and i can also say that if you are going through depression for an extended period of time probably the worst thing for you to do once you come out of that depression is to do something you're not looking forward to doing. Yeah, because then you're going to get depressed It's again. just going to make you more depressed or something that's extremely overwhelming to you. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, what what I cleaned up was no big... I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't fun, but it wasn't a big deal. Right, but to but me... It, but for her, it would have been a huge, huge catastrophic affair Yeah. because it would have been so overwhelming. And, and I think in a person's life, sometimes you have to accept your limitations and, and realize that when you're, if, if it's a limiting factor on you, if person over here can do it way easier than you can do it, it might just be better to let, 
the person that's more equipped to do it, do it. Well, and I think that is part of what has actually let me, let you uh, help me recently too, is that I'm finally learning my limitations within certain things. So like within the last year or two, I'm learning my limitations in terms of, okay, so maybe I can't go to this party or I have to stay home from this or you know what? I'm just not, you know, doing this, 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 whatever. So in terms of my limitations, you know what? If I'm not going to clean this up and if he accidentally gets rid of something that I liked, well, you know what? But, but what I'm saying is that, so like I, I'm finally figuring out my limitations. So you know what? I am realizing that uh, I don't care about cleaning up stuff in, in the sense of, you know what? If you get rid of something that, that I thought I cared about, maybe I don't care about it because it was stuck in our attic. And something. it's always replaceable. Exactly. So, so in that sense, whatever. And I just don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at in that sense. And, and I guess the thing is, is that this kind of happens where it's just a circle where you know, you finally get a good day and you just don't want to clean because, you know, it's just going to come around again where <laughs> you get, you get exhausted again. And then you know that you're going to pile stuff up, whether it's dishes or clothes or stuff in a room that you're going to have to deal with another time. Hmm. So in that sense, you know, I'm not going to have you, I'm hopefully not going to have stuff for you to clean up again in that sense. That's why we have a dishwasher. That's why we have other stuff. But I'm hoping once you do this clean sweep for me. <laughs> and people are probably thinking that I'm a horrible wife for having you clean this up. But really, you're just a great husband for doing this for me this one time. But really, it's just this really horrible thing that sometimes happens to depressed people. But I'd be intrigued to hear if there is a depressed person listening who's saying, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that this happens because for so much of my life I had no idea that this was the case and then all of a sudden I kind of saw little things on on social media and I was like oh my gosh like this makes way too much sense not to be a thing and maybe you know this might not be an actual like coined term it just might be something that people started to kind of you know come with a a little term or whatever but but yeah it, it just makes too much sense in my life where this actually happens like literally every single time you just every time all of a sudden you just have this practically like a cleanup every time and it's just like okay so what was left undone and I've seen pictures of people where it's like did the dishes for the first time in four weeks and I'm like Oh, good Lord, get yourself a dishwasher, hon. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's the problem is some people just have it so bad. And I think, oh, wow, I'm so glad I don't have that long of a depressed episode. And and yeah, so I it's thank the Lord I have you, Eric, because I, I, I've never tested my limits for that long. Well, and I think that there's another angle that we have to approach this from. Yeah. Because in your situation... It, there, this was something that somebody else could help you with. But there right. are going to be things that that simply you kind of have to do. Oh, of course. So do you have any recommended things that you do to to help with that, to 
make it not so overwhelming once you come out of these spells and there's X amount of things that you just have to do that, I mean, you can't really push it off onto somebody. Or maybe you don't want to push it off onto somebody. Like, I would assume, like, editing podcasts, you would much prefer to do that yourself than to have somebody else do it. Yeah, because I I do know you you offered, and I'm like, no, I'm not having you touch my podcast. Uh, Well, what I would definitely do is, obviously, the more important things do when you are absolutely at your tip top. And especially the cruddy things do... Do whenever fits in, you know, find what your niche, the happy things do when you're happy, the sad things, that's a hard one. You know, either it's, I would almost say do the sad things when you're sad, but then that would make you more sad. So you're going to have to find what fits for you. You Mm. know, if it, if it works to do the sad things when you're sad, then do it when you're sad. But if the sad things work when you're happy and you don't, it doesn't make you sad. So that's, that's a really that's a really weird one. You're going to have to really play around with those things uh, to, to kind of figure out what works for you. But then see what you can plan ahead. So obviously you can't plan everything ahead because there's things that, that kind of fall whenever because you're going to get contacted sometimes when you're in your cruddy moods. And hopefully you get some really good people who start to figure out that you're in your moods or you can hopefully just send them a message and say I'll contact you when I'm you know feeling a little bit better and you know the your people that that are going to stick with you are going to start to understand and again those people who's who are going to not understand well you're going to have to kind of adjust with those people and either start seeing them less or just figure out how you want to deal with that and um and again, so the planning ahead, kind of do whatever you can ahead of time or, you know, kind of plan. And again, so here's the thing. Now, I kind of can figure out now if I've been feeling good for a couple of days, now I know that that's going to start to drop off. Some people are lucky where they get a lot more days feeling good, but I'm a, I'm a rapid cycler, okay? So I have less days feeling good, but then that also means less days feeling bad. Some people get a lot more days feeling bad, but then they get a lot more days feeling good. So you kind of plan ahead as many, as many days, etc. So again, just plan, plan ahead as much as you can. And I, I can add to this a little bit. And again, I don't have the, I don't go in long spells of depression, but I have also, I also do have a lot of little projects going on in my life. So I constantly have a lot of things that need to be done. and and things like that and one of the things that I find to be the best is just be more organized on what you need to get done yes so and I'll just kind of tell you the strategy that I use because I think this would work you come out of a depression and if you have a bucket list of things to do yes create some sort of list of what those items are And what I do is I have a list of things that has to be done by the end of the week. Yeah. And my, my preferred, my preferred method for doing this is I use email. So I'll send you a a bunch of emails, one email for every task that has to be done. And, and I'll send that to my own email address and it sits in my mailbox. And 
first I have to clarify because I know a lot of people still have like 20,000 unread emails. Yeah, I'm pretty good this, for that. This strategy does not work for that person. But for well, me, I le- keep my email box really clean, really trim. So if there's an email in there, I'm in a hurry to get that email out of my mailbox. So the things I have to get done, I don't say I have to do anything in a specific day, but I have that list sitting there nagging at me and I just kind of pick it off things here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, and yes, maybe at the end of the week, I would highly recommend you to become motivated about that list because you don't want that entire list there to be at the, there at the end of the week, because then in the last day, no matter what state you are in, you should try to get it all done. Definitely. I mean, if you don't, it carries over to the next week, but but I think even a normal person t- using a strategy like that, you will become 10 times more effective. Oh, of course. So, so e- yes, it may, may not make you as effective as somebody who is unaffected by depression, but it is going to make a depressed oh. person more effective when they come out of the depression. And when you have a list of everything that you need to do right there in front of you, depending on your mood, you can pick the item that you're at that moment ready to do. So if at that moment you need to do something simple, you know what your simple things are. If you're like, oh no, I can get this little bit bigger of a project knocked out right now, it's right there in front of you to telling you to do it, basically. so I am actually huge on to-do lists. And uh, so I have different to-do lists in different places. And then I also have like sticky note apps. So I have like sticky note apps on my computer and on my phone. So they're great for just different things, you know, whether I'm editing my podcast or whether I have just different to-do lists. So you can, you can make them in greater importance or just whether you have, you know, um, multiple things to do. And then like Eric said, you can say, oh, this one is a bigger thing. I just want to get that out of the way. You know, Ooh, I have this phone call and I don't want that nagging at me all day. So I want to get that done with. Okay, now that feels great. I got that done with. Now I can do something smaller. And then I'm going to have a piece of cake because I feel great. (laughs) So, you know, you can do something great like that. And and I think it's important to just say that if you're one of those people out there that says, well, to-do lists don't work for me, statistically, you are lying. Because statistically, to-do lists make people so much more effective and maybe it's not going to make you as effective as somebody that doesn't suffer from any sort of conditions but it's still going to make you more effective and i also feel like it makes it less overwhelming when you think about that list of things you do Mm -hmm. and then when you look at it on a piece of paper on a computer whatever you put it on it's a lot less overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's a lot more rewarding when you even knock one item off that yeah. list because you can click and it's gone and you're like, whoo, yeah. you know? I like being able to click things off and just knowing that, oh my gosh, I've got one fourth of my list done already. Yeah, Just something about that. I don't know. It just makes me relax a little bit and I'm like, it's so much less intimidating now. And it's so gratifying. It and, is. And I can't tell you how many days I've had a, I've had a day where where I've looked at that list and I've been so overwhelmed by it. But on and the list, it doesn't look so great. It's it, like, oh, it's it's not so bad, right? No, I even looking at the list, I thought it looked overwhelming. Oh, okay. But then 
But in normally, if I had that in my head, I would have just never done any of those things. Right, because you can't breathe. But yeah. just putting it but, down, you're like, okay, wait, now I can do this, then yep. this, and then this. But then I just picked one, and I got it off my list, and then I had a few minute moments between something or something, and I looked back at the list, and I said, well, I can knock that one out quick. And by the end of the day, the list was gone. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, that wasn't too bad. So. Yeah, I think that would actually work. I think that that works really great when you have like anxiety or you're an overthinker and stuff like that, because in your head, you're like, well, I can't do this because I have like 50 things and you spend all morning thinking about all those things. And, uh, but then you're, you're doing nothing but overthinking Mm. and you're not even getting to any of those because all you're doing is thinking about how many things that you actually have to do. And you know, it's like, well, I didn't do any of these things when I was depressed. And it's like, well, now you're doing none of them still. So, but yeah, that, that is actually a, a lot of what I've, what I've spent doing. And there are a lot of other apps out there, but I've really found that most of my stuff is I do have like one, one app that helps just kind of remind me weekly to take out the garbage. I know, stupid. But otherwise I just mostly use a sticky note app and that's it. It's super simple. And it's, and it's important if you're going to look at something like this that realize so tracy talks about to do apps i've also had to do apps they don't do anything for me yeah it, the, the, i after a week i f- i forget about them and i stop looking at them and it's just it t- totally ineffective but since i started using email i look at my email every day i have to do it it's yep. just part of what i do and and so it's constantly there so Maybe a to-do app won't work for you. Maybe email won't mm-hmm. work for you. But you have to find that thing right. where you can have a living record of the things you want to get accomplished. And but trust me, try it. Once you find the right thing, you will become far more yeah. efficient at getting them done. Whether you're in a good mood, bad mood, awful mood, or I mean any mood. It's in any person. It's gonna work for you. Just have to find the right way to yep. do it. Yeah, and. You, there's no right way to do it. You just have to spend the time and figure out the the way, you know. The only thing that I have to say is get organized in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not organized, if you're spending all your time thinking about getting things done, you're not going to get things done. Because there are times that, yeah, I, I do do that because I am an overthinker and I am anxious. But... Once you actually sit down and make a list of your things to do and make a plan, then you're going to actually get things done. And you just have to figure out how that works for you. Again, like, is it best to get your happy tasks and your cleaning and all that stuff done when you're really anxious and and all that? Or is it best to do, you know, just, just kind of figure out what tasks are best to do when you're happy, when you're, and you figure out what works best for for you based on your mood, and you'll you'll figure it out, and you'll be smooth sailing in no time. But that's for you to figure out, and nobody can really tell you. Um, nobody can really tell you what that is because nobody knows your moods but you, and and you'll you'll figure it out. I mean, and. And I think the easiest way to do it is just to have a list of everything you do. Yep. And regardless and, of what mood you're in, you can look at that list and say, "Okay, that's which that's one's it. the right thing for me to exactly. do right now? You know, you know? There's, like there's days where I'm just like, 
you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to edit my podcast right now, or or I just don't want to podcast right now. It's gonna be really crummy. And and then there's days where I'm like, nope, that's what I want to do right now. Oh. Or I have so much energy, I'm cleaning. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I want to do that, but there's days, and you'll you'll know. So you just kind of gotta let your gut take you. And and then there's days where you just need to listen to your body and sleep or just take a day for yourself and nobody can tell you that that's wrong and if they do try to tell you just say no i'm listening to my body today (laughs) you have to understand that if your body it's your body's not lying to you if you really can't if you're not in the right mindset to do something you shouldn't do it but i mean the problem comes is a lot of times is people are obsessed about doing one thing and not right. realizing that they have 50 other things they could be doing right. in knocking out that might not be so overwhelming for them. But that one thing is just like, I can't do that because it's just too overwhelming. Exactly. So, right. So, so yeah, but so do you have anything else to add to this one today, Eric? I feel like you've brought a lot of good advice to the table. I don't really have anything else to add. The one thing I would say is I would love for somebody, anybody that's suffering from this, I would love to hear an example, other examples of things like this that are happening in your life that might, yeah. that might be a cause of this. I, I can't even remember what you called it. What did depression you, aftermath. The depression aftermath. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm fairly new to this, to be quite honest myself. And and I would love to hear if anybody listens to this podcast and is like, oh my God, She's I know Zora. exactly what yeah. they're talking about. Agreed. Be- because, you know, I can totally see how it would. And especially if you, I, I don't know, I don't even know what, like you probably, I mean, you've maybe had week long. Oh, yeah. downs but like especially in the but winter. like like a four week down i can't even imagine what that would be like no so i mean i hope that people that suffer from that are able to like find some way to function in a way because i can't imagine not doing anything for four weeks and then coming out of it and be like oh wow i got a lot of stuff to do yeah you know i hope they have support and if you are out there and need some support please reach out and if you need to talk, we're here. We're not licensed or anything, but we're here for a shoulder. So, um, yeah. And if you're even brave, we'll bring you onto a podcast and yeah. you can tell your story. So, yeah. And we're always looking for some other voices out there, guys. So, but with that, in two weeks, uh, we're going to talk about depression mixed episode and manic episodes. So, that's kind of the life that I live. And we would also like for you to rate our podcast, hopefully good ratings. And if not, please just reach out to us and let us know how we can improve ourselves. So with that, I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. 